What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. And we're coming to you live from a couple of places on the internet. We're live on Crowncast. We're live on YouTube. Coming to you later from Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. It's all good. Now, sadly, Pete, our third, is off this week, which, good news, let me do the countdown right there at the top. He gets very upset when I say three, two, one before we go live. Oh, yes. People listening to the podcast don't know this, but it's a real it's a real big issue. A fun behind the scenes for us. <laughs> but Pete wasn't here, so I got to do it, which was a huge relief for me because I like counting. Yeah, you know? especially down. Counting oh up, you, Alex is lost. Counting down, he nails it every time. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do the count up. But I can always count on Brett Macris, a.k.a. Stray Bullet, a.k.a. the official CBC chef, to deliver a drink every week, a th- sometimes a feed drink. Uh, this yeah. time we are just working our way through his mezcal, I think is what's going on here, but nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'm starting to think a lot of our drinks are based <laughs> on what he wants. He's thirsty for mezcal, so we're drinking mezcal. Here's the thing. We're lucky that he recommended this one. This week's cocktail is called the Desert Bird Cocktail, which is mezcal, Campari, little pineapple juice, little simple syrup, unless you have pineapple simple syrup or some variation thereof. Uh, There's also, oh gosh, what's the other thing in it? A pinch of salt, lime juice. Yep, pinch of salt, lime juice. And I got, I had two fun surprises. I went out to my garden. We've been growing mint. So I got some fresh pineapple mint for my drink. That was the first surprise. The second surprise is I found out where all the holes in my garden are coming from. Rabbits. Raccoons. Uh, no, I live in New York City, so it was a big old rat. There was a big old no. rat <laughs> in no. my backyard. I'll tell you what, it was it was this has nothing to do with comic books, but a we've been wondering for weeks. A short rabbit. Yeah. We've been seeing mid, these the enormous holes. And I was like, I think it's rats. And everybody's like, I don't know, why would rats be coming into our garden and digging big holes? And I was like, We live in New York City, it's probably rats. There's nothing else it could be. And then yeah, turns out it was a rat. It was very scared of me. When I came out there, it froze. Oh, that's, a, that's comforting. That's a yes. comforting part of it. Well, maybe it's a situation where it's like a ratatouille for bar drinks. And mm-hmm. he, you're, the rat he was also like, picking the mint. Yeah. And he, he said a something. tiny podcast where a tiny Brett Macris recommended a tiny desert Brett, bird Brett Ratcris. Brett Ratcris. Oh, God. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. That is a good time. It's I, hot in New York. And I'm sweating and I'm feeling lightheaded. So, Alex, I hope you're the same. Oh, uh, it's a little cooler here down here in the ba- basement. Press I have the rat is like fanning my feet right now, which is very delightful. You guys got on pretty well. <laughs> we did. We bonded. Was, You've always said the rats in your life are second from top notch, right under the fence. <laughs> uh, third from top notch, though, are our amazing guests. So I am going to welcome them into the stream. <laughs> now, this week, they are the creators of It's Monkey Time, which is a new book it that's now on Quick, Quick Starter. Kickstarter. Uh, we got the artist here, Phil Avelli, and we're waiting for Gary Duffner, the writer, to come into the stream. But Phil, we're kind of welcome. Both, uh, thank you very much, guys. Thanks so much. Oh my uh, gosh, I like the uh, Judge Dredd shirt. Yeah, oh, Judge yeah. Dredd tee, strong. Not much for the uh, the kids stuff we're selling. That's awesome. Twin Peaks, <laughs> Twin Peaks shirt. Love that show. Yeah, I did feel a little bad because usually during my spiel before the show, when another peek behind the curtain here, but when I talk to the guests, I'm like, hey, if you want to curse up a storm, that's fine. <laughs> but for you guys, I was like, I don't, I don't think you should do that. <laughs> yeah. Normally, yeah, no problem. And it's funny because on, on our show, uh, our, my buddy, who's also named Alex, it's not uh, you. Great name. They're going uh, around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got the uh, the swear jar gif on on. The hair trigger. Oh, wow. Lighten it up. Just to give us crap, you know. Wow. You guys have gifts on your show. You're way technically yeah, well, uh, <laughs> more athletic. Right. That's my main yeah. takeaway from that story. Moving <laughs> pictures? Wow. We uh, can't even get pictures. our voices moving. For like three, a two-second moving picture. Yes. Nice. High tech. Uh, well, High Phil, tech. while we're waiting for Gary to come into the stream here to talk about It's Monkey Time, why don't you... Tell us about the project. Yeah. Um, it's very fun, all ages book. It's on Kickstarter now, but how'd you get involved and what's your take on monkeys? Yeah, so Gary, <laughs> I'm impartial to monkeys. Um, so Gary and I actually uh, met in college back in her, the 20th century. <laughs> and um, 
uh, SVA in New York City. Ah, great. In fact, um, he was originally from upstate. I'm from the Bronx, uh, Long Island. And, Celebrity um, lightly upstate. The closest yeah, yeah. upstate. Mount Kisco. He's, uh, he was Kisco. Hey, there he is. Hey, there we go. There's Gary. <laughs> I finally made it in here. You did it, Gary. Nice. Did Thanks it. for having us. We were just uh, getting into the big issues, talking about Mount Kisco. Oh, Mount uh, Kisco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New York. Yeah. Kisco. Yeah. Plains. Yes. Origin story. Origin story. Origin uh, well, story. yeah, so you guys met back in college. Yeah, and uh, Gary actually started the, the comic strip for our school paper, which is called Canvas. And uh, we uh, it was more of a adult themes thing about a guy who has Comic's girl true. problems. He's getting advice from a monkey. <laughs> nice. Uh, that advice that is will. probably not super out for, for human relationships based on the monkeys no, I've observed. But it's yeah. funny for a comic strip. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Uh, so years later, flash, flash forward, and we've done several other projects together, working on some other books now uh, as well of more serious nature. But um, Gary's like, dude, we've got to do some kids stuff. I have kids. I always want to do something to give to them that I'm not, you know, most of the comics I draw have a lot of heads exploding and gunshots and whatever, <laughs> demons, <laughs> monsters. So uh, kind of was something I could give to them and, and not worry, <laughs> you know. And there's also a lot of stuff in the industry right now that's not, you can't just go to a comic shop and go, here, kid, here's a comic. You got to, like, vet it now, which I think is a little. Uh, it's true. I'm not. I'm the not more, too happy. The more about kids' that, books than comics. Yeah, you know. Right, right. So, uh, yeah. so then he decided to take the original comic strip and convert it and try to make it for the kids. And uh, and it was fun. We just started it. creating characters and yeah. just riffing and and uh, it all just kind of came tumbling out. And uh, we decided to put it together and uh, and this and it's monkey time. It's monkey time. time. Is this rooted in either of your uh, your lives? Are you drawing on uh, cul-de-sac lifestyle? Well, in in a way, yeah, because I'm a suburban kid, and uh, there it is. Things like there's a scene with a go kart, and I remember being a kid on Long Island, building go karts and rolling down hills, and uh, you know, trying to race each other. We're all. you know, finding junk and trying to, we're like little rascals, but you know, finding garbage yeah. and making, making car, go-karts and stuff. People can remember what the little rascals is. Yeah. Yeah. No, they don't. Our gang. <laughs> yeah. Our gang. Uh, uh, well, talking about the gang in the book, then why don't you uh, talk about what the inspiration behind them was? What was important to bring out in terms of all the characters who are interacting with this monkey? Well, we got, uh, yeah. <laughs> here I am. Uh, <laughs> We kind of based, uh, well, the main two characters, like a lot of our stuff, we kind of based on ourselves loosely. Um, Jack, he's the character who with the not so uh, not so uh, inconspicuous mage-looking shirt um, yeah. is based on Gary. Uh, and nice. uh, Max is based on me because I'm always kind of the, you know, the uh, the grump. And Gary's more <laughs> positive, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess Judge Dredd translates. Judge kind of, Dredd kind of. translates to a "you stink." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Pretty, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And um, yeah, so we started with there. Uh, Whitney is actually based on Gary's sister, so that kind of fits too. Uh, there's no real monkey in our lives, but uh, hmm. you know, well, a metaphorical really, monkey. Want to get really deep life. and metaphorical. The monkey is all of us. No, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just the wanted society to have, uh... is the monkey. Well, let's society talk about the monkey the... then. What, what's important for you, both from the writing perspective and from the art perspective, in terms of crafting the perfect, all ages, in this case, comedic monkey? Well, we were kind of uh, really riffing on, you know, we're really just kind of going for it and just not really thinking. Like, literally, we just wanted to, it was kind of like a, you know, just playing uh, playing instruments and just seeing what we what we come up with, and um, and we just had well, fun it, with it. And so, what would happen I, if this? That so really we, comes across in the book, I think, where like it feels like being a kid, and where you're like, we have zero plans for an entire day, yeah. and it feels like right. an eternity. So it's like, yes, let's yeah. do something weird. Let's, and then you encounter these things, and pretty soon you're having this 
looking back on an epic adventure day that was just kids uh, with nothing to do. Yeah, with nothing to do. And that's kind of what we want to touch on, too, is like so many, not to be, you know, I like to be preachy or anything, but like you know, kids are always online, they're always on the phone. And I remember what it was like, you know, of course, we all remember it was like being a kid and have nothing to do. And you didn't have the internet to turn to or TikTok or whatever. We were so so what do you do? You find yeah. a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the or original the monkey finds it, you. Yeah, or the monkey <laughs> finds you. And, yeah. uh, you know, so we, we like to have uh, things in the story. So we'll, we'll be telling a story, but then we'll take a break and do something silly like how to make a sock puppet. Um, the activities that in, we added into the book to go with the story. And, uh, yeah, and, and then uh, we want to do other things, too, and it'll m- meld with the characters as well. Like one of the characters, uh, Ace, is really into uh, magic tricks and and uh, and, and uh, building things. So we'll have, you know, when he gets in, an encounter with somebody and, and, and Murray, then uh, they'll be showing his skills and what, what he can yeah. do and, uh, and how Murray will learn from them and, you know murray doesn't want to be a pet that's that's the main gist of the of the story he doesn't want to be someone's pet he so they decide well, what if we were friends and uh no one no one is um beholden to anybody we're all just friends we're all just hanging out so um i think that's pretty much yeah. the big the big message of the whole thing it's just <laughs> friendship for sure there's gonna be, but, there's, play, gonna be there's gonna be villains in the book that that want murray they want to take yeah. him so we got to. I mean, if I saw a monkey, to, I'd I'd want to take the monkey too. So. Especially when they talk, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and this know, one talks, man. They'd be like, "What? He talks too?" <laughs> talking monkey. monkey. You're coming with me, pal. Man, <laughs> uh, I would straight up Disney villain out, one hundred percent. Now you have this project up on Kickstarter right now, and I said this is the best sense. You have a pretty conservative goal here. I think you were yes. looking to get. Two hundred dollars. <laughs> You're currently at five hundred forty-two dollars. You were uh, trying to keep it. Wanted to yeah, keep it low ahead. because uh, Phil gets really stressed out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we did um, our, our last Kickstarter was also a modest goal. It was only like what was it? Three fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred bucks. And I'm like, it was my first Kickstarter. To to be fair, to me. It's stressful. It's stressful. I was like, work. It froze. It froze. Nothing's happening. What do we do? It's 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 stressful. It is because you're like, are we gonna make it? (laughs) Chill out. Relax. Yeah. So I think I think that's partly why Gary made the goal pretty pretty low. But also, it's just we want to focus on getting the story out there and not worry about a a number so much. Exactly. And now it's all gravy. Now you're just taking victory laps. Well, yes. not exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking about print costs. Oh, yeah. right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, if somebody does pledge the Kickstarter, then what can they expect as a potential reward based on the level? Gary, that's your department. All right. So the first one is uh, the digital download of the comic. It's 27 pages long, and that's $3. The next one is 5 bucks, which is the actual physical comic book. And then after that, it's um, if they want to get me and Phil's signature on the book, that's $20. Since uh, Phil lives in New York and I live in Florida, we have to like ship it back and forth before we can fly, before we can ship it out. That's why it costs $20. And then we have the hardcover book, which is 20 bucks. And then after that, um, there's the, um, the drawing level, drawing tier, where you can get a, a drawing from me of Murray or any of the other characters in the book for 40 bucks. Or Phil can draw the uh, Murray or any of the com- uh, any of the characters for forty bucks. Yeah, and I think that's it. We, just, we didn't want to go too crazy. We we wanted to get uh, some stretch goals in there. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I mean, I feel like usually people either way overshoot and they're like, "Hey, we need eighty thousand dollars to produce this one right. comic." Yeah, uh, and in this case, the fact that. You're doing like, okay, here's the base cost of what we actually need so we can reach that. And then if you want these extra things, here's how much it's going yes. to cost. I think yeah. that's smart. It makes sense to me. We're also so, working on trading good. trading cards uh, for, the, for the goals that are upcoming. Nice. We drew one, uh, oh, cool. Phil drew one, and I colored it the other day. I inked and colored it the other day. It's right there. It's the uh, it's one with um, Murray and Betty the Pig, and they're in a haunted house. And uh, they've got the villain from issue two is in the background in a frame. 
Mm, yeah. <laughs> in a Love that. I'm sold on a monkey and a pig teaming up together to solve mysteries. That sounds like <laughs> right? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> as far as villains go, a top hat, terrifying. Yes. I yeah, I agree. Gary hat mustache. So how many yeah. issues at this point do you have potentially planned out of this? Well, we um, have what? Oh, go ahead. One and a half yeah. drawn. And we've got more. We just have we have lots of ideas. We just want to yeah, keep as far as for the story arc pushing it for this thing. We're trying to make it like a story arc because we want to put it together in like a book. Uh, once all the floppies are are done, maybe maybe five, and then we can tell a complete uh, story. Five issues, you're saying? Yeah, four or oh, five. I yeah, the... I love that you're working this out right here on the stream. This is great. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. This is all about. Unfortunately, that's kind of being... how we. How the story being, you know, uh, what is that word? I, I miss. Uh, you uh, in, know, yeah, in progress. Yeah, I'll yes. tell you what. If you guys want to set a regular meeting, we do the show every Tuesday at seven. We can give a section <laughs> Sweet, of the show where you can it. talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. Figure out. I'm always trying, trying to get cool. Behind what's happening with Phil and Gary today? Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. perfect. The, the plan is no plan. Excellent. Well, how I much? How much monkey observation did you have to do when you were putting this together? Man, I study my lot. kids all the time. Yeah. So that's <laughs> <laughs> one of your children his, his, is a chimpanzee dressed as a human. <laughs> yes. His yes, daughter Mackenzie uh, gives Phil a lot of ideas and uh, did the um, the voiceover for Whitney in the uh, video that we made. I don't know if you guys yeah. watched mm. the video of the, mm-hmm. the book that we kind of put together. Nice. Yeah, that's a whole yeah. family affair. I love it. Oh, yeah. 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 How long is the Kickstarter up for at this point? We've got uh, 25 days to go. So we pretty much just started. Awesome. So uh, nice. Well, cool. Guys, congratulations. Yeah. This book is very fun. Thank you. Um, I can't wait to show some of it to my kids. I think they're going to love it because Sweet. they love monkeys. They love pigs. They yeah. love mysteries. They so love it's all awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, uh, and good. I look forward to your next Kickstarter that's set at a cool two to three dollars, and I think you'll make it just like. Right <laughs> <off>. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Hey, You're thank welcome. you, thank you. Good luck, guys. The book's super fun. All right, there we go. Once again, the book is called "It's Monkey Time." The guests were Gary Duffner and Phil Avelli. You can go on Kickstarter right now and pledge for it. It is a very fun, very cute book. We are going to move on with our next section which is my favorite section because you all make it up. It's your audience questions. And audience questions, this is pretty straightforward. All you got to do is drop your question, ask a question over here on Crowdcast. I'd say you do it also on YouTube, except YouTube totally just crapped out on us in the middle of the stream. I wonder what you were focusing on. Yeah, I I was kind of like looking to the side and back and forth, trying to figure out the stream thing. They panic, doing steam ears and pulling your collar back. Doesn't really matter too much to the people listening to this later as a podcast. Uh, But yeah, YouTube, uh, just gone for the moment. Not not our fault, YouTube's fault. But hey, we got this lovely audience here on Crowdcast, so that's all we need. It's good, exactly. Top notch. Uh, But we have a lot of time for questions, so drop a couple questions in. Yeah. Why is the YouTube not working? How, how did you let this happen? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, we do have a question. Uh, I'll actually, I'll open this up over here. We had a question that was dropped on our Patreon Slack. If you want to support that, patreon.com slash comic book club. Uh, lots of great discussions going on there. There are big fights about Star Wars going on today in a very nice way. Not, not the nice. terrible... I- not Ooh, the terrible fight. fights that have been going on online that make me hate Star Wars, but nice fights that are fun to talk about. Uh, uh, and these are real, like, should it, is it easy to wield a lightsaber? Should it be hard, or do, can you just pick it up and, like, zim, zim, get, get him going? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing I would say about that, if you really want to talk about that, is uh, uh, I think there is some skill involved, same as there is with a sword. You can't just start sort of whipping it around and everything. There's things that are involved you know whipping around a, la- a regular sword is um way less dangerous than a, a lightsaber right that can cut through anything yeah yeah that's true but my understanding is a lot of the work of having a lightsaber is building it you got to go get mm-hmm. the crystal and then like learn how to like that's some pretty heavy duty hardware management that's the same thing with swords though you got to build your own swords as well and also forks and knives and spoons yeah, that's why in my home we only have one fork. So soup, soups, and non-starter over here. 
And I love that's, soup. That's like your family soup. crest, right? Tyler, soup's a non-starter. Soup's a non-starter. Yeah, yeah, but it's written in Latin, so it sounds very yeah, official. It sounds very cool. So anyway, this question over here on Patreon, this is from Jake. Uh, says, okay, I have a question for you guys, et cetera, et cetera. If you guys uh, could have action figures made of yourselves, like what McFarlane did with Alex Cooper, Alice Cooper and Kiss, what would the theme be and what would your accessories be? Uh, great question. Um, theme? Um, uh, podcast? Uh, <laughs> oh, you wouldn't be medieval clothes? Justin or gunslinger no, I mean, Justin? I, I was thinking more about the wardrobe. Like, are okay. we in spandex here, or are we wearing like pod- podcast uniforms? I would love if we're going to get specifically like McFarlane is going to make it. I'd love him to put me in like Violator costume, like dressed as the clown, like the big clown, the Violator who fights Spawn. That'd be fun. It's a weird choice of <laughs> something you that will aspire to Top be. of mind. <laughs> top of mind. Nice. Yeah, you want to add a Venom tongue. Uh, you always want to be like a Todd McFarlane. <laughs> yep really good you can almost we'll add a tongue sound effect to alex fully alice coopering out there. <laughs> uh, uh but that would be you, great you pretty, just for the the not the listener alex has big um einstein tongue sort of mm-hmm. like that picture i definitely of einstein do yeah sticking his tongue out he has definite einstein tongue. yeah i think the beard helps it too a little bit like it's not as fuzzy yeah. as einstein's beard on the poster i could also i'm not going to do this for the podcast right now but i could also do a really good impersonation of black lights expositions <laughs> was that a nice <laughs> hold on a second no that's uh, also a popular college poster oh sure sure you didn't have that at your college yeah it was no, very stupid no dude what you went to a very sexual college. very sexual cool it was uh it was einstein with his tongue out and then i don't want to say what he was doing with his tongue but yeah. then next to it you know what i'm talking about okay yeah um the question was what sort of action <laughs> figure and what accessories would we have mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have my phone with me since I have that with me all the time. Anyway, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> you could get up. I know I just scolded you for saying violator, but I do think you could use your imagination a little bit. You don't have to just sit. You're like, oh, violator. Yeah, be a violator cloud. Well, I'd have like, my phone. I'd have hello? my phone. Hello, it's the violator here. Is this Spawn? Wait, I can't hear you. I'm in a bad reception area. Spawn, you there? Al? Beats violator. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, I'd have a spoon, obviously, because it's what my most desire in the world <laughs> as a soupless yeah. household over here. You'd have one of those Marvel Legends things where they'd have to buy the entire line to get a bowl of soup and, a, and put it together. It, it connects together. And yeah. it's, but it's actual like a pretty decent gazpacho. <laughs> you are cool. hot. You're thinking about cold hot. soups even. Like, that's what I'm saying. I, everything has to be. I can't think of hot soup uh, right now. I'll tell you what, even though I love soup, I couldn't even get a hot soup going. Mm. Um, great question, Jake. This is here from Crowdcast. Kevin says, speaking of the Mandela effect, what's something that you remember seeing in comics that never actually happened? I see what Kevin's doing there. Very cute, Kevin. Um, the What's something that you remember seeing in comics that never actually happened? Oof, that's, I'm such a student of comics. It's hard to think of something I was ever uh, wrong about. But... Um, uh, trying to think you know what i i guess my answer would be i thought there were way more dc marvel crossovers mm-hmm. i feel like i remember having superman meet spider-man and captain america like way maybe that just was my imagination or the 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 or marvel versus dc the jla adventures crossover just loomed very large in my mind or uh, something like that because yeah I, I this is one imagine that a lot that I feel like I brought up on the show a couple of times, but it's definitely gotten to the point where I haven't looked back, so I'm not 100% sure. But I do vaguely remember the Star Wars comics from Marvel back in the day doing their whole thing separate from the movies. And then Empire Strikes Back came out and they adapted Empire Strikes Back. And then they changed the continuity so that they continued it in the Marvel comics. And I thought that was the coolest thing. But I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. So it's possible that might be a Mandela effect or Mandela effect either way. Uh, I think it's Mandela. Um, I do. Uh, I also think like the comics we read when we're young, at least for me, like I poured over them. I read them hundreds and hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. It was first 
that first year of comics. Also, it was like I wasn't around a comic book store. I was getting them on the spinner rack or randomly at like gas stations and grocery stores. So it was such a, a big deal to have one. So like I would go through it and use my imagination to like explore all different sides of this comic. Yeah. So I made up a bunch of stuff. All right. Why don't we move on to another question here? This is from Stray Bullet. We were discussing the problem with Kevin in the Riverdale Slack. Is Kevin a villain? Has he always been? And of course, we're talking about Kevin, who just asked the question here. Yeah. And the uh, answer the is Kevin yes. in our Slack is a villain. Yeah. Yeah. He's haunting us. But what about the Kevin on Riverdale? Is he a villain? Has he always been a villain? What's your take, Justin? Um, I I don't think he's always been a villain. I feel like because we were getting sort of called out a bit because on our Riverdale After Dark podcast, we talk, we're always so surprised by Kevin and we want Kevin to do more. But um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. excuse me a moment. Uh, keep talking. I may have just splashed stuff all over my laptop. Wow. Cool. You did. I saw it spray onto the screen. Uh, great. Alex is in absolute free fall emotionally right now. Um, uh, but the the point, the comments in the Slack were like, he's been never been nice to his friends. He's always sort of causing problems for them. Or uh, I agree going, completely uh, with everything. <laughs> oh, I was just talking about how I very much saw the liquid spray at your camera and the look of wide-eyed panic on your face was. <laughs> I was just shocked that you would say those things about Kevin Keller, such a wonderful character who has never done a bad thing in his life. But I, my point is that... Um, in the the show is sort of keeps telling us that Kevin is a, a major character, and then it either sidelines Kevin or it yep. makes him go uh, become a straight up villain. Um, which uh, light spoiler for what's happening in the current season of Riverdale? He's sort of not doing good things right now, and uh, it. I I want to say I won't get fooled again, but I think the show really wants Kevin to be a good, to be happy. And it just, it's just strange that it can never really work out. Yeah. To the point you're saying, and I think you and I are on the same page about this. He's supposed to be a main character. and He's not like of all the main characters, he has easily had the least development. He is the least involved in everything. Even when he's there, what he does really doesn't affect the action very much. It just feels like as a character, They've never known what to do with him. And they've had that problem with other characters as well. Josie, as great as she was, always felt side on the show. Tony, for a while, was definitely side on the show, even though she was supposed to be main character, up until like people got super pissed about it around the explosion of the Black, like, Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, and that became a big yeah. discussion, and they made a significant pivot with her. But... Yeah, they've always had a problem balancing characters, and I think it's particularly glaring with Kevin right now, because this season has done a much better job of trying to figure out how to balance everybody and how to have everybody be working and doing stuff most of the time at the same time, except for Kevin, who's just kind of there doing his thing. And maybe Alice as well, who is definitely pushed to the side this season, too. But there you go. Yeah. Um, all right, why don't we move on? We got another one here. This is from Nat Townsend. Seems like there's a lot of Star Wars these days. I don't care about this, uh, so Star Wars deeply enough to watch something just because it's Star Wars, but I love The Mandalorian. Which Star Wars should I be watching, and which Star Wars is just for Star Wars fans? Hmm. Great question. Great I mean, question. first of all, I would say there's not actually enough Star Wars to be like, whew, too much Star Wars for me to choose from time-wise. It's more like there's a lot of Star Wars across media, but there's kind of like one Star Wars at a time. So either watch it or don't, I think, right? I think both the question and your answer are like mind cages that you're trying to drop me in. <laughs> are you trying to get me? Is this a gotcha question? No, I, I mean, this is definitely some sort of gotcha question. Your, That's question, definitely tra trapping us. The, That's the question cool. and the answer are both like, well, the Star Wars is occurring whether you star Wars it or not. So it's the Star Wars that you want to see is the Star Wars that you make in your Star Wars. Yes. Is that appropriate? Yeah, uh, I think, I think that's it. Yeah, that if I can get after the spirit of the question, I think um, that we, I think we all want Star Wars to be a little bit weirder. 
like even the hardcore fans, as much as they're like mad about changes to Star Wars, we can't keep telling the same exact story over and over again because I think the things that they're actually that most fans are actually frustrated about are retreading the same ground and making slight changes to stuff that already happened. When if the whole thing went off into a whole new star uh, direction, I think we could all then find the parts of Star Wars that we like there. And uh, perhaps this is in reference to the more recent Obi-Wan Kenobi that just came out and how that is sort of a little bit different. It's the same character that we've always known, uh, but now it's he's in a different place. The sort of genre of the show is a little bit different. Um, but to me, at least, even though it's the same character and we're dealing with characters that are that we know already, at least large parts of this show are different. So we can enjoy that and hopefully not get too angry at the stuff where it's like, mm, that sort of contradicts something that shouldn't be happening or, you know, it has prequelitis a little bit. Well, to that point, I think that was one of the big problems with Boba Fett is it seemed almost exactly like The Mandalorian, but much less so. And yeah. The Mandalorian felt fresh, one, because it was the first live-action TV series, at least on Disney+, Plus, at least in forever. And visually, it just felt very exciting because it kept shaking it up every single episode. So it felt like something new. It felt like something different. Book of Boba Fett, direct spinoff of that. And it didn't feel as impressive. I know some people enjoyed it, and I know some people disagree, but uh, I think that seems to be the majority opinion uh, is that it just was not a su successful. We're judging Obi-Wan on two episodes, but right now having one director, having just Deborah Chow on it, does feel like it yeah. gives it more preciseness and direction, and it feels like something different than The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, even though she was a director on The Mandalorian. I don't think she directed an episode of Book of Boba Fett. So that's something that... I don't think you have to watch it unless you're super stoked about Star Wars and super excited about the direction that things are going. But it definitely feels very different. Certainly, I was burnt by Book of Boba Fett, and I was like, oh, I don't want to, I don't know about the Star Wars stuff anymore. This is too much. Uh, and then. But hold, on, hold on a second, though. Like, to say, yeah. like, oh, this is too much Star Wars, I'm like, I call bullshit on anybody saying that because most. Almost everyone would say is like, I do want more Star Wars. You just want it to be good or want it to be like something that's a little bit different. Like, sure. Uh, so that, that's the thing of it. Like, everyone's like critical energy is just all over the map attacking Star Wars from all directions. And I think we should choose a couple of careful directions because I think that's what we actually want. We can well, ask I think for the things. I, to be fair, I haven't completely followed it other than the first couple of things at the beginning, but what they're doing with Star Wars The High Republic, I think, is giving exactly what you're talking about, where they're going, what is it, a couple of hundred years before the main mm -hmm. continuity, following a different storyline. They have a pretty tight writing group that's doing it across novels and comic books and I think games as well. Maybe there's a couple of other things. There's certainly all ages comic books as well as more teen adult friendly comic books as well. So there's a lot of different things there and they're telling it with new characters in a new situation with a new enemy. Um, but, you know, even as somebody who has been a Star Wars fan literally their entire life, it's You're still wearing a Star Wars t-shirt right now. I, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. He is. To be fair, I'm also wearing a Star Trek hat. So I got it. I got it all. I got all of the literally everything. Star Trek, Star Wars. There is literally nothing else. Uh, I think that uh, I guess my point is that like the live action still feels like that's the number one thing. I know I often rail against that, particularly when people talk about that in relation to animation, but I do think that's true with Star Wars. It started with the movies and continued with the movies for decades, so that still feels like the primo thing, so we're not getting that yet. I think we might get there. I don't think... I don't know if Andor is going to get us there. That's the next show. That's spinning well, off of Rogue One. I want to say, like, Andor feels like it is doing a lot of what I'm saying, where it feels like, even though it's like a prequel to an adjacent prequel. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's like a double prequel, but at least based on the trailer and it's just a trailer um, that it, it feels like it's carving out a world. It's showing us a place. We saw, we got to observe these people. It felt like some real 
rebellion energy, something I feel like we hasn't been captured from the uh, original trilogy in anything. Rogue One, you could say, had that, but even that was like so, it was like a suicide. We knew they were, weren't going to make it out, so it had that darkness over it. This, because it's so far adjacent, I think we can, there'll be wins in there. It doesn't, we know it's not going to end in 100% death in, in yeah. this. And the rebellion does develop over the course of the timeline that I think we're going to be playing with Mandor. So that feels like it's something that maybe we can all rally behind all of everyone who has. Completed. Maybe I was definitely turned off by the fact that there's going to be 24 episodes of it. That feels like that's that's a lot of episodes. There's a lot if of they're episodes. all good. They're all good. It's great. If they're all good, they're good. It doesn't matter. I'm just being hypercritical in advance. That's fine. But something like we talked about this before, I think, in Week and Geek the acolyte which is the thing that's said a thousand years before and focuses on the sith that gets to something where i'm like great i want to see what that is what is leslie headland going to do with star wars yeah. and a story about that that'll be Sorry. weird that'll be interesting let them fly let them tell different things i think we've been saying the thing the same things with the marvel shows as well it's like those succeed the weirder and the more interesting and the more off of the mcu feel that they get the ones that are like, here's another MCU movie, but broken into six parts is not quite as successful. So I don't know if they'll get there because these are franchises. They're huge franchises. They want to play it safe. It's Disney, which is not a company known for risks, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Straight Bullet wants up. to know how long each episode of Andor is. They're all three hours long. It's three hour three hour long 24 hour 24 episodes no we don't know i assume i assume it's like 45 minute hour long episodes but we'll see they're 24 hour episodes shot in real time so we just follow <laughs> um andor as he you know lives yeah, there's a lot of sleeping a lot of, lot sleeping. of sleeping which you yeah. know that's the part of the star wars world we haven't even seen yeah. You know, at least I was hearing a rumor that at least eight episodes, uh, he's very depressed, so he sleeps even more in those episodes. Oh. <laughs> what? what a what a cliffhanger! Maybe that's the end of the season. Yeah. Um, all right, we got one more here. Are you guys fans of the original Top Gun, and do you plan on seeing Maverick? Just saw it, and it was awesome, especially in a theater. Justin, have you seen Top Gun Maverick? I'm not, as I've um, made much noise about. Um, I have been solo parenting for three weeks, and I have three weeks more of solo parenting, so I won't be able to go to the movies. So you're not going to your daughters and be like, "Hey, kids, do you feel the need for speed?" <laughs> I mean, we're watching the original Top Gun as a fan. Oh, okay, all right, great. Uh, and when um, they have to learn about tongue kissing at some point, that's all yeah, I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're like, "Is that how you met mommy?" And I'm like, "Well." Um, yes, basically. Uh, <laughs> Some thing. slight tweaks. I was a hotshot improv comedian. And <laughs> I asked permission to buzz the audience a lot. Yeah. And, and I didn't have a friend named Iceman, but I did read about Iceman a lot. Yeah, exactly. And I, in a way, I'm sort of friends with Iceman from the X-Men. Yeah, and uh, sometimes and I'd, I'd feed a goose at the pond. Yeah, that's true. It's tragic end to that goose. Yeah. <laughs> I do but, really want to see that. I've heard it's great, but I have not. I did not make it out to the theater. I am planning a big movie uh, marathon for when I, uh, when my wife gets back from her show. I'm going to watch Top Gun Maverick. I still haven't seen everything everywhere all at once. Um, and there is one other movie that I'm very excited to see. And I've, I, I mean, I'm sort of psyched to see the Jurassic Park movie in the theater. Hmm. All right. I know that's sort of like an unpopular opinion. No, but that's fine. I, it's going to be a huge movie. Clearly, lots of people like it. So no, but don't, don't you're shaming me. You're shaming me. Like that's I, really I'm sweet that you of, want to see that. In exactly. Theaters. Don't condescend me because I want to go see <laughs> some big popcorn movie. Um, but I am excited about that movie because they're bringing everybody back. They're bringing all your dinosaurs back. Oh, it's favorite? great. I can't wait. Is Chris Pratt going to be able to find Blue, my favorite raptor from the Jurassic World movies? Okay, I understand the negativity about that part. There's a line in the trailer where I think it's Sam Neill is like, you're trying to find a dinosaur? And that's my reaction, too. Yeah. Like, I identify with Sam Neill in this trailer, but also like, why are we doing this? You're all going to die for one stupid dinosaur? Who cares? Maybe the whole movie's about crotchety, all the crotchety old characters being like, let's just kill them. <laughs> maybe that's the whole thing. And it's with a big dinosaur roast. 
um oh, dinosaur steaks for all um no I, I just like the the hopefully i mean the most recent jurassic parks haven't been great but they've been uh fun this one has um the widest uh opportunity for spectacle so i'm looking forward to that yeah we'll see what happens the jurassic era ends here it's basically jurassic world endgame so very exciting yeah. last but cretaceous um center the cretaceous <laughs> auditorium Last but not least, we got another question here from Kevin. In terms of comic book club, whom or what does the monkey represent? Interesting. I'm, I'm not quite sure I get that question. The question of it's monkey time? Like yes. Who's the, um, who's the monkey of, on the podcast? Who's the monkey? Uh, this is a question from Kevin. Yep. I'm going to say Kevin in this so, case. I mean, I feel like you don't want to say it, exactly who it is, but if uh, everyone's pointing fingers at the monkey and uh, you're not... You're the monkey. There you go. And now it is time for trivia. And for that, I'm going to turn it over to <laughs> Justin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, 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 sure. It's time for trivia. No, we have to get a person to do trivia. Um, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll revamp for a minute. We'll see what happens. No, uh, so they... we need to get a, uh, somebody to volunteer here, somebody to raise their hand, say, me, me, me. And you are going to get a $25 gift card to Midtown Comics to spend on comics because, hey, that's what you do anyway, right? You go to Midtown Comics, you spend money on comics, possibly stop off on the corner, get uh, crack from your friend. It's Times Square. Giuliani cleans it up a little bit, but, I, you know, Adams, Giuliani. not doing a great job. Not going to do a great job, I'm just saying. Giuliani, good mayor. <laughs> oh, America's mayor, man. He was America's are... mayor. And Man, it's never been downhill from there. You said you were going to vamp for a second, and you really slipped off the edge. I think you maybe spilled a little your drink on the your only, brain. The only... <laughs> when back, in, uh, back in podcasting school, when we talked about vamping. <laughs> we... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what? Somebody raise their hand, please. Come in so you can do trivia. trivia. Somebody. You're going to get He's $25. So Otherwise, no, I'm going to no keep talking about Rudy Giuliani and how great he is. Everyone's least favorite. Literal. Has he ever done anything bad, though? That's what I'm wondering. Rudy Giuliani. Alex, shut, has up, he, shut up. Uh, Nat, put on a shirt and um, raise your hand and you can come into the stream. Yeah. Should I just invite Nat? Uh, he said he's log his last comment was I'm logging off because of oh, your yeah, Oh he says gotta, one sec one He's sec. gotta put his mitts on the in the pot and boil his um baseball up. Absolutely. In the meantime, uh, what are your thoughts on Rudy Giuliani? What do you think about? Uh honestly I called it. I knew he was under the mask of the mask singer. I knew oh, he, wow. uh, you could just hear him. Yeah. Uh, you want a no, lot Ru of money, huh? Oh Rudy that's Giuliani ready to come in. I guess we I guess we have to stop talking about this. He's going to be in a Rudy Giuliani mask. Good full cosplay. <laughs> uh, Michael Tillman, spoiler for The Masked Singer. Yeah, no, I mean, that was a pretty big story in which the show, uh, Ken Jeong literally walked off because it was right. um, offensive that we would uh, invite this uh, seditionist back, back into... Uh, hey! I'm, I'm hey! Oh, we, got, we got a little bit of an... Oh, no, do I have an echo? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. There's some There's headphones. headphones on, right? Can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah, can hear you just fine. Hey, that was there a little throwback. Scott. There we go. There Nat, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, for Oh, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and he's back. Hey, Nat, how are you doing? There he is. Oh, and he's gone. There he goes. <laughs> this is fun. This is good times. Do you know who I blame for this? Rudy Giuliani. Oh, well, well you said it. <laughs> You yeah, I've alerted turned him. him. I turned against him. I'm sorry. Uh, wait, no. <laughs> wait, wait. Well, you've now turned against him. Yes, I've now turned against him. Now that Nat can't come into the stream. Um, I don't know. Should we just give Nat twenty five dollars? How about that? <laughs> no, I just wrote this trivia over you did? the course. Well, Nat's gone. Like he's not even here minutes. anymore. Oh wait, Brett uh, put his hand up. Here we'll welcome Brett in. There we go. Wow, Nat's <laughs> out. Oh, Nat, bummer. You blew it, dude. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> hey, there he is. Hi. How are you doing, Brett? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, thanks for coming in. You are going to play for a $25 gift card at Midtown Comics. Justin? Yeah. Awesome. Take and it is away. this Brett Macris or Brett, Brett Ratcris uh, underneath the hat? Just to get. Oh, uh, I feel about that. But it's good. No, Ratcris is fine. <laughs> 
Good evening. Let's see if we can win you back with a little bit of trivia. Um, This is multiple choice, and um, the trivia, as always, is on topical comic news. Um, And listen close, because the um, the last uh, answer in each question um, is meaningless. Just just listen listen close. Okay. Um, Question number one. Which head of Marvel recently stepped down? Is it Thanos, Joe Casada, or Pastepot Pete LePage? This is this is new. This is top. Joe Casada. That is correct. B is the correct yes. Joe Casada stepped down today. Um, for who they probably just retired. Um, question number two. In the upcoming Batman Incorporated, what is Oldmaker, the new CEO, going to be doing? Is it A, recalling a bunch of batterings because they don't come back? And why would you name them batterings if they didn't come back? Right. Um, is it B, buying Twitter and then not buying Twitter and then buying Twitter and then not buying Twitter and then buying Twitter and then not buying Twitter? I mean, he's rich enough. He could probably afford it. That's what I'm talking about. Or is it C, probably fighting people? Probably fighting a lot of people. That is correct. It is C. Yes. Fighting yes. Uh, people and in an international A rare state. C answer here on trivia. Yeah. Rare C. Never happens. Uh, but that's we, the signature Pete LePage move has got to be different. Now, question number three. <laughs> Which of these weird these weird people is writing their own graphic novel from Z2 Comics? Is it A, Weird Al? Is it B, Even Weirder Al? C, Weirdest Al? Or D, Regular Al? What the fuck? <laughs> D? There's a D now? Okay. Yeah, we got a D. I had, that D's the next letter. Okay. After C. Wow. <laughs> Brett, you seem actually offended. <laughs> the format is broken because a D, D answer shot it. There's never a D. Yeah. Great. Time to change. Did you A's say, correct. It is, yeah, it is there you go. I guessed for you. All you right. guessed for me. Uh now, as we all know, the third answers point up to nothing. Yeah. Uh, yep. Can you guess what movie Justin is thinking of? Rudy Giuliani. That yes. is correct. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Brett, you, just you have kicked off the, the secret Rudy Giuliani quiz that Alex has been hiding for several years. <laughs> uh, oh, no, you guys can give it to the uh, to the charity last week. The uh... Oh, yeah. Every town? Yes, absolutely. All right. <laughs> You got it, man. We will donate to every town for gun control. Brett, have a great night. Sure. Cheers. Good night. Sure popping in, Brett. Right. Great, great cocktail. Great cocktail. All right. There we go. And if you'd like to participate in trivia, which is usually a little more normal than that, we got a form that I will that. drop. That fine trivia. And that says bring me back into this stream. <laughs> oh, wait. It's too late, though. Should we bring that back in anyway? No, he wasn't listening to the trivia. I could just do it again. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Here we go. Bring him back in. <laughs> Definitely not going to do trivia again, but let's see what Nat has to say. Let's go. Let's this is our what... roving reporter, Nat. Um, let's see what's going on in New York City. Maybe he can uh, tell us what's happening. What's the what? He's not. Yeah, he's to... our he's our man in the street in New York. Hey guys, I'm here on the scene in New York City. <laughs> coming up. Hey Nat, what's going on on the street right now? What's People going on the street? Responded on the streets of Brooklyn about uh, the departure of Marvel Comics editor in chief Joe <laughs> <laughs> wow uh by the way great shirt great thanks Bart, yeah Bart I, was, shirt. I had what my is... front facing camera on when i heard justin say nat has to put his shirt on before he joins because <laughs> you weren't <laughs> wearing a shirt i was shirtless he was right so, i knew it i knew it see i got you <laughs> we actually we got some demographic information and 90 percent of the people who listen to this podcast watch it or listen to it without a shirt on so there you go <laughs> You're in the yeah, majority. You have a real filtering process you have to go through for trivia. <laughs> oh, very. <laughs> we, we dropped the first 14 people who wanted to do trivia today to the inappropriate, uh, you know, nipple. Absolutely. Location. This is a family show, man. This is a family show. Whether we're talking about it's monkey time or doing trivia with no shirts on, you know. Yeah. Or just being completely guy. emotionally uh, sidetracked by the existence of a fourth option in a trivia question. <laughs> Really. I've way. never rattled anyone ca- anyone's cage as much as uh, <laughs> Brett was rattled by that. You know, yeah. you, you think you have one consistent thing in your life, and it's the uh, the trivia section of your weekly live streaming comic book club podcast. But despite the seems fact like that... nothing sacred these days, and that no. that's what I'm hearing. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm doing my, I'm, I put my fingers to my Matt, thanks so much. Right, thanks so much for being on the street. Uh, love uh, you, Thank you, you, Alex, Justin. Rest in peace, Pete. Uh, nice. Uh, rest in pizzas. Rest in pizzas. Uh, rest in pizzas. As Pete said, he wanted to be buried like a calzone. Just have yes. the sides of the pizza folded up. <laughs> now, as we all know, comic books are great and we love them and they keep coming out. Justin, uh, what are you looking forward to that's coming out this week? That This was a great week for comics, I found. Mm. I mean, every week is exciting, but there was a lot to love in, um, in this specific week. Uh, the... Action Comics Annual that that came out is so I literally cried reading. Wow! Uh, and there, it's a great sort of uh, two handers type story where it's jumping back and forth between a, a Superman story and sort of a uh, War World set Mongol uh, type story. And I uh, thought that that came out today, so you can check it up, check it out now. And I really, really enjoyed. I'm going to give a shout out to The Closet, number one from Image Comics by James Todd the Fourth, art by Gavin Fullerton. This is, I just got to this and I was like, ooh, new horror comic book from James Tynan. Sounds great. I'm sold. You know, it, every book from him is so interesting and so different. So this should be an exciting one to check out. And both of those books are going to be in our stack podcast, the post Wednesday 9 a.m., both in the comic book club feed and in its own dedicated stack feed. And folks, that is it for this week's show. Yeah. A couple of people we want to thank. We want to thank Gary Duffner and Phil Avelli for being here to talk about It's Monkey Time. Go check that out on Kickstarter right now. Next week on the show, we're going to have a big one. Our guests are going to be Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. To talk yeah. about the passageway, the kickoff to the new horror universe from Image Comics. So that should be awesome. And I'm sure we'll talk about a bunch of their other books as well. A couple of other podcasts from us to check out. The Doom Room, our Doom Patrol podcast. All 34 episodes are available to Patreon members now, or you can check it out weekly in its own dedicated feed. Riverdale After Dark, a Riverdale podcast posting after the show airs on Sundays. Marvel Vision, our Marvel podcast. We'll be back with Miss Marvel pretty soon. Patreon.com slash Comic Book Club to support this show and all the shows we do. You can subscribe on Apple, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. At Comic Book Live on Twitter, Comic Book Club Live on Instagram, ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, good night. Good night, folks. Lots of new podcasts coming your way from us. Later. So grab your friend and